0: Thanks for joining the Capital Church podcast channel. For more resources and to learn more about Capital Church, please visit our website at capitalchurch.co or send us an email at info@capitalchurch.co. At All right. So last weekend we had uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and if you were here, you you were—I uh, don't know about you, but I I was a glutton, a glutton for the word of God received all the word, the prophetic, the anointing impacting me. Frank spoke on Friday night, and I always get frustrated with Frank because Frank never finishes his notes, never. So I asked him, give me your notes. I'll finish them for you. So he gave me the notes to Friday night. I'm going to help finish them here this morning. And we'll, we'll do a little bit more, but, but uh, uh, I want to, uh, because it was such a powerful powerful weekend, and God really did some amazing things. How many were touched in a way that really, it changed you? It, it did. It changed you in some way, okay? Um, so let's, let's begin. I want to just start with, uh, I'm going to jump into that in just a minute, but I, I need to preface everything. Uh, if I were to come to you and say, I have a key, and if you use this key, it will bring about every dream, hope, desire of your life. Would you accept it? Would you? I have it. Do you want it? Now, if I were to tell you, or if, I, if, if uh, you're a brand new believer, I would tell you that the first book in the Bible that you probably should go to and read is the book of John. John. But if you want to know about what happens in the church, I would tell you to go to the book of Acts. Now, let me describe something to you. You guys are all from Adam's race. We're of the Adamic, we have an Adamic nature in us, meaning that we were born in sin. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death and we were all lost in our sin. But when Jesus comes along, and this is what happened to every one of you, at some point in your life, if you if you receive Jesus, Jesus pursued you. You didn't pursue Jesus. He came after you, and and and, and pursued you and followed. He was a, a heavenly stalker. <laughs> really, that's what he did. He was stalking you. He was attempting to get to you, so you would become a part. And so you received Jesus in your heart. That changed everything. We sang about that. You know, chains fall off and. Uh, We're no longer in a grave. We're we're alive in Jesus. That's what happens when we receive Jesus. But let me tell you this morning. That's not the end. I thought that was the end for years, and I thought, man, if I just have Jesus, I'm I'm great. Everything, but that's not where it stops. The Bible says, you're born in the kingdom, but you're added to the church. You're born in the kingdom, but you're added to the church. And so what I'm saying is, when you receive Jesus, you you are born into a kingdom that's far beyond your understanding or imagination. We're going to talk a little bit about that today, but way beyond your thinking. And so, at first, you you just feel this this you're you you have a a, a light weight in on, on your life. You don't have that heavy burden anymore, and you feel wonderful. And God has trans translated and transformed you. But your life doesn't mean anything until you're added to the church because what God wants you to do is not be just born again. He wants you to be a part of a community of believers. Now, this is what happens. When we come together as a a church on Sunday, there's a Holy Ghost anointing that opens up heaven to us. That's why it says in in, uh, uh, Matthew chapter 6, when you come to church or when you pray... This is how you're supposed to pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Meaning every time we come together, what we're doing is we're praying that heaven's portal, and this is how I see it, heaven's door will open up and his presence and his anointing and his blessings will come down and touch us. That's what the church is for. In other words, as the church, as the body of believers, as a community of believers, when we begin to sing and praise God in church, do you know what we do? We are opening the door. That's what it says. We're opening the door. Because he dwells in the praises of his people. So every time he hears a body of believers, a community of faith, he hears this begin to worship, all of a sudden, creak, the the doors begin to open, the power of God comes, the angels start, hey, who's making all that noise down there? And Jesus says, yeah, go down there and help them. Go down, release. And that's what happens in a community of believers. Now, here's here's what we don't understand, I I think. So many times, we we take... uh, The key key that I mentioned to you this morning that will open up everything to you is the key of prayer. It's the key of prayer. If you don't know how to pray, you can't open any kind of door because it's the key. The Bible says, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. The first key that God wants to give you, the keys of the kingdom, is the key of prayer. Once you understand that personally, then you can understand it corporately. Interestingly enough, when you go to the book of Acts and you start reading the book of Acts about the church... The church in the book of Acts, there was never one time they talked about devotional prayer. Not one time. 31 times in the book of Acts, they talked about corporate prayer, meaning prayer together. And the Bible is very clear when we pray together, things happen. It's, it's, what ha- it's true. Because if, if you follow Acts, I, I dare you to go to the book of Acts and read it and find out, circle every prayer. After every prayer time, something miraculous occurs. Something occurs in the heavenlies. Now, last week, uh, Frank on Friday, he began talking about this this powerful uh, prayer of agreement. He talked about it being the prayer of agreement in corporate prayer. In Leviticus 6:12 he uses the scripture in Leviticus 6:12 which says the fire on the altar must be kept burning it must never go out each morning add fresh wood to the fire add fresh wood to the fire Now in in this scripture you might think well that's just that's a nice thing we'll have a little fire no the fire speaks of the fire of the Holy Spirit anytime you see the word fire in the Bible it's always representative of the Holy Spirit and he, he, he's, he's trying to tell us that, that God starts the fire, but we've got to bring wood to fuel it. And he says, every morning you got to bring wood. Every morning you have to bring wood to fire the, uh, the, the fire, to, to fuel the fire on the altar. The altar speaks of our devotion, speaks of our, our, per, our, our petition, speaks of our prayer, speaks of our time with God and it can be in church, and it can be personally, but but what, what he's saying here is we've got to learn to bring wood and put it on the fire. Put it on the fire and keep the fire burning. This speaks of the altar and encounter, speaks of intercession. We've got to do this daily, and we have to do it as a congregation as well. Uh, Matthew 18, 19, he then went to Matthew 18, 19 that says, Again, I say to you that if two believers on earth agree, about anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Now, is that true? Did you you hear that right? If two believers on earth agree about anything that they ask, of course, within the will of God, it will be done for them. The word agree here, and he brought this out, I've talked about this for years, the word agree is symphonio, It's sum or sum, meaning together, and phone means sound. It's together with sound. Now, I remember years ago, I had the privilege of directing choirs and orchestras. And I can remember the, the power that would come. All you do is you you put your hands up and you get ready and you bring it down and you start leading this choir and this orchestra and you hear the flutes and you hear the clarinets and you hear the trumpets and the trombones and the timpani and all this is going on you're going like this and all of a sudden a clarinet screeches <laughs> or a flute gets on the wrong measure or a trombone starts going off on his own that's not a good symphony that's disagreement that's not agreement but Symphonio, when we start talking about it in this in these terms, we see that the church praying in agreement is like a symphony to heaven. We all have our voice. We all have our sound. We all have the, the ability that we're doing in, in, in praying together. But God hears it and something happens because God says this and we, we, we hear this principle, I See, I live on these principles. We must grab a hold of these. If God, if 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 you can, if if God can come along and put one to one to flight, if you as a person could put a thousand to flight, then two people can put ten thousand to flight. One a thousand, two ten thousand. That's ten times. Every time another person joins your prayer of agreement, ten times more power is added. Wow. And that's what he's saying in this symphonio. It's agreement prayer. It's mighty. It's biblical. It's encouraged by Jesus. It's called the praying church, continually, steadfastly, in prayer, in agreement. It's what opens the door to the realm where all things are possible when we start praying together. And I'm here today to tell you, devotional prayer is very, very, very important. But corporate prayer might be more important. And I'm here to tell you right now, most churches don't pray corporately. So Frank went on, and then he talked last week. He gave us one point. I'm going to give you the one point, and now I'm going to give you several more. He said, agreement prayer moves obstacles by force. Acts 4.30 says, stretch out your hand to heal and grant that wonders and miracles may be performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they finished praying, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to proclaim God's message with boldness. Now we see here, prayer shakes things it shakes things prayer prayer we see this in acts 2 where in acts chapter 2 it says they were all in one place in one accord and fire fell now this is interesting there's only one one time in acts fire fell only one time acts chapter 2 all the rest of the time they had to bring the wood so the fire would continue you got to bring wood today you got to bring your heart's desire and passion you got to bring your devotion your your hopes your dreams your faith Add that to the fire and see what God will do. Because agreement prayer uh, moves obstacles by force. Haggai two six is for thus says the Lord of hosts. Once more, I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and dry land, and I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations. We see prayer shakes up things. Agreement prayer. When we come together in agreement, if I, Adrian, if I, if you and I get together and we 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 pray, something. Not only can happen, it will happen if we have faith. Because Mark 11:24 24 says, I can speak to the mountain, and if I don't doubt in my heart, it will be done. Is that true? That's all red letter edition. I'm not talking about somebody's opinion. I'm going to talk about what Jesus said. Come on. we got to raise our level of, of belief in what God says in his word and take the key of prayer and begin moving mountains. Secondly, I'm going to give you another point. Agreement prayer experiences breakthroughs. It causes breakthroughs. Agreement prayer causes breakthroughs. In Micah 2.13, the breaker will go up before them, and they will break through and pass in through the gate and go out through it, and their king will pass on before them, the Lord at their head. This word breakout or breakthrough is to break down the walls that hinder progress. Right now, are any of you having a hindering of your progress in some area of your life, natural, spiritual, whatever? Anybody? Anybody? Oh, you're all just wonderful Christians breaking through. I mean, we probably all have this point at least once a week. We we have to have a breakthrough. There's hindering situations that come our way. But this means to breakthrough, to overthrow an enemy with sudden and destructive bursting power. Breakthrough is the aggressive, persistent prayer that believes for something to be removed. And any obstacle standing in the way will be removed. David... I love David's heart in the Bible. First Chronicles 14.10 says, So David asked God, Should I go out to fight the Philistines and will you hand them over to me? The Lord replied, Yes, go ahead. I'll, I'll hand them over to you. So David and his troops went up to Perazim and defeated the Philistines there. God did it, David exclaimed. He used me to burst through my enemies like a raging flood. So they named that place Baal Perazim, or Perez, as Benny would like to say. And he does say, this is his favorite scripture, which means the Lord who burst through. David just asked, will you you go with me? And so they agreed in prayer and they broke through. Breakthrough is near. Now, this is interesting. When you're experiencing the greatest resistance is probably the moment that you will experience the greatest breakthrough. It's almost always the case. When you're feeling this resistance, when you're feeling this this uh, uh, hindrance in before you, that's about the time that God wants you to break through. So keep praying, keep believing, keep pressuring, keep moving forward. Come on, amen. Thirdly, agreement prayer believes that God is able. It believes that God is able. Matthew 19, 26, But Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men this is impossible, but with God... All things are possible. How many things? All. All things. Agreement with God's greatness is then to see his unlimited power. I'm here to tell you today, you have to raise your level of faith so you can have a greater breakthrough. You see, faith is what is what puts you in a higher place. We've got to start making God bigger. Bigger. God is omniscient. He, he, he knows able, everything. God is omnipotent. He has all power. And God is omnipresent. He's always everywhere at once. Agreement with God's greatness is to see his unlimited power. God has the power to do anything, to create anything. I, lo- I love this, Isaiah forty twenty six. Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these things, who brings out their host by number. He calls them all by name and by the greatness of his might and the strength of his power, not one is missing. Ephesians 3.20, we quote this all the time, but do we really believe it? Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Come on. 1 Chronicles 29.11, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, and the glory, the victory, and the majesty, for all that is in heaven and the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. You see, I think we got to start making God bigger. Make him bigger. Come on, make God bigger. If you will make God bigger, your problems will get smaller automatically. That's, that's why it's the word exalt. The word exalt means get bigger. Get bigger. You exalt him. You extol him. You make him bigger. You make, and, and God begins to do something. Uh, the theologian J.B. Phillips, who wrote the Phillips translation, he once said this. He said, your God is too small. Can I ask you a question today? Is your God too small? Is your God too small? The trouble facing most of us today is that we have not found God big enough for our quote unquote modern needs. You know, you used to do those things. Well, may I tell may I suggest to you that it might be possible that those who in past days saw miracles was because they made God big. May I suggest to us today, let's make God big. Let's make him bigger. Let's, let's, let's do it. We don't need a God in a box. We need this God who's over all, who's great and mighty. The Bible said, now this is just, this is mind-boggling. The, God, the Bible says God holds the universe in the palm of his hand. Do you know how big that is? Our own, our own Milky Way galaxy is 100,000 light years across. But we're talking about millions and billions of light years Held in the palm of his hand. Do you think God's big enough to help you? Yes. Yes. But God, I, 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 I need help this week. I, I need $10. Lord, help me with this. It's, I just need $10. I need $100 or whatever. Or I, Lord, I need you to help me in this relationship. And we go on and on and we whine and complain. And God says, hey, guys, I'm here and I'm big. Let me do it. And, but we need to come into agreement with God's greatness. Agreement prayer is we come in agreement with God's greatness. And that stirs our faith. It stirs our faith. And when we agree with God's greatness, we have assurance that nothing is beyond the power and control of Almighty God. Jeremiah 32:17, "Ah, oh Lord God, behold, you made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. There's nothing too hard for you." Nothing. Nothing. And so we 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 see this this power and I think let me say it this way. I think we need to start declaring things with our mouth more. I you're you're all way too quiet on Sunday. And we're way too quiet during the week. You need to be in your car screaming, yelling whatever it takes, you know? when 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 you're home, you need to be saying things, declaring things. Uh reading scripture, quoting scripture, Uh, I'll say this you've heard me say this a million times but if I don't say this you won't get it do you know your heart only believes your mouth other people can say things a million times but your heart and your life you you will not believe it until it comes from your mouth and your tongue I know I searched out scripture this is what it says in Romans chapter 10 and I found out this that, that because you were made in the image of God everyone in this room is made in the image of God how does God create things? He speaks them. if you're going to create things, you need to speak it. If you want more faith, then speak it. come on, speak it, make it make God big. come on God, you're able to do great things, awesome things. you know I remember i 'll never forget this so in in when I was in washington d c and we were we were uh, David you're going to like this we, we uh I was walking down the street, C Street, Washington, D.C. Ted, you've been there. And uh, before we ever got to this place, some guys came to me, and we were praying, and we felt like, God, we we were supposed to buy a house. And so the Lord spoke to me. I walked down the street. I went to this house that one of my friends said, I think he's selling it. I went to the house, knocked on the door. Bob answers the door. He comes up, and uh, I said to him, I'd like to buy your house. He said, Well, sure. Walk in. And in 10 minutes we had an agreement for how much we would buy it for. I walked out the door and went, What have I done? <laughs> but then the Lord spoke to me on the porch. He said, Look at the address. I looked around. 137 C Street. The Lord said, What does Luke 137 say? Well, I know the context. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And that was the beginning. Within six months, we had purchased that house, and that house for almost, almost 20 years was a part of the existence of, of the National Prayer Center. My point is, you got to say it. you got to speak it. I spoke that in existence. God spoke it to me. Miracles come. And I'm telling you, right now, the battle of the universe is around your tongue. Because what we do, we do way too much complaining self-talk. We do, we're we're always complaining. We're always this and that. What if we started having faith and speaking it all the time? This is going to be a great day. This work is going to be powerful today. I'm going to make some money today, praise God. You know, go on instead of just, oh, man, it's dreary. It's winter. It's Idaho. Get me out of here. I want to go to Hawaii. I want to go, you know. Come on, people. We've got to start saying things and making God big in agreement with God, and in doing so, we're going to see things happen. I remember we're talking about corporate prayer, so I'm going to give you a couple instances. Two instances I will never forget the rest of my life. We had we were having corporate prayer in the church, and I remember uh, one time I was on a on a uh, I was speaking at a at a youth camp, and. Uh, The young people came to the camp. It was camp was out in the middle of the woods, and they came and and they were all as they got there. They all concerned about what was happening in their city because there was a a a kind of a raucous satanic uh, uh, concert that was taking place in their city that week. And they came to me and says, Pastor Ken, is we're really concerned about this. Can can we pray about this? Because I've been I've been speaking to them on prayer and the power of prayer. So we all joined in a circle. I'll never forget this. This My this is on Tuesday. Speaking to them, we prayed in a circle. We came into agreement. We prayed that God would stop this uh, this concert, and there would be no evil that would be uh, released into this city, and that God would cancel it for lack of lack of uh, attention. So we prayed about, it, and then I forgot about it. I forgot all about it. Friday morning, that concert was Thursday night. Friday morning, the pastor came to me and says. Ken, do you know what happened last night? I uh, know what happened. He said uh, the concert was canceled because of lack of interest. The very thing we prayed for, because we prayed specifically, which I'm going to talk to you in just a minute. And so I'll tell you one more story in just a second. But I I want to I want to I want to try to get into you a level of faith about prayer that will take the key and open doors. Open doors that no man can shut. Agreement prayers target specific requests. In other words, when we come into agreement, we're going to ask for specific things. Isaiah 59 one says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. So, Our sins are hiding us, but what we need to do is have agreement prayer that necessitates a specific prayer, a target prayer that is declared. Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. For 1 John 5, 14, now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Come on. I, I remember a, a story, I don't know if you've ever read about George Mueller or read his biography. If I would encourage you to read it, it's mind-boggling. It's powerful. He was a, He was a, a Christian leader in in Britain many years ago, and he had specific prayers. George Mueller prayed for the weather to change, and the weather changed. George Mueller prayed for it to turn from the south, the wind to turn from the south and go to the west. He prayed for certain amounts of rain that was needed at specific times, and it happened. He prayed for he prayed protection from epidemics like scarlet fever, typhoid fever, smallpox, and all those. And there was one one year, I think it was typhoid. There was three years that it, was inf- it, it just attacked England. And for three years, they plagued England. But not one of the 1,300 orphans that he cared for in his orphanages or any of the staff got sick. They were all protected because he specifically said, we will not get sick with this disease. Mueller believed one should ask God to increase your faith and to ask for increase. An agreement prayer for specific things asks God to do something. I, let me say it this way. Fuzzy prayers get fuzzy answers. Explicit prayers get explicit answers. Hudson's Taylor's, Hudson Taylor's uh, life motto, the great missionary to China, said, There is a living God. He has spoken his word. He means what he says. And he is willing and able to perform what he has promised. Specific prayers. I remember uh, many years ago now, Connie, you're going to remember this, uh, we had our church downtown Boise. I remember coming in on a Monday morning after Sunday church service and we had prayer. We were going to have prayer there. I don't know if you were there or not, Roger. And uh, we, we walked into the building and I, just a little, something was not right. And I looked up on the platform and all of our, our instruments and uh, sound system was gone. And the door to the back of the church was wide open. I went, oh, no. I knew there was something wrong. And so the team came in to pray. And we prayed this. We decided, let's take, let's use this, uh, you know, we can take this lemon and make lemonade out of this. So what we're going to do, we're going to pray. We prayed in agreement. I don't know, maybe 12, 20 of us prayed in agreement. And we prayed this prayer. Lord either give us back our equipment or seven times as much according to Proverbs because Proverbs says that. So we prayed that prayer. At that time, we had a a team of evangelists that would go down in downtown Boise and every Friday and Saturday, they would minister to the young people as they would drag main and walk the streets in downtown Boise. And they were downtown and they they were sharing Christ and they led this one young man to the Lord. And they got to talking and et cetera. This is just a few days later. Got to talking and and the young man asked, well, where, where's, where's your church at? And they told him where the church was at. Do you remember this, Ted? And he got a funny look on his face. He said, come with me. And he led our team back to his car, opened up his trunk, and there's all of our instruments and our sound system. Now, what's the chance of you running leading someone to the Lord the very next day after he steals things from you. He then began to tell them, he said this, I stole that for drug money, but I couldn't sell it. I just, I couldn't do it. Then he receives Jesus. He gives the sound system back, specifically pray and you'll get specific answers. What's the chances? There is no chance. Outside of God, there is no chance. I'm telling you today, there's things in your life God wants you to start praying for specifically. Yes. And as you specifically pray, God will specifically move. And there will come an empowerment. I, I feel I feel right now, right now, I felt this earlier. There's someone here, God wants to heal your eyes today. I saw something in the retina. I saw something behind the eye. Maybe there's inflammation. Maybe uh, something the doctor has. Rec- Is there anybody here like that this, this morning that you, there's something in your uh, that you have in your eye, you want God to heal? Is there, is there someone like that right now? Okay, keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. Anyone else? Over there. Okay, one back there, back there. Okay, just keep your hands up right now. Father, in Jesus' name, we release the anointing, the power, the healing of God, that you would come and heal eyes by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, you said you wanted to heal. Now do it in Jesus' name. I pray right now we would see the grace of God come upon every one of these and you would heal their eyes. Let inflammation be gone. Let healing come. Let the power of God be shown in their eyes. Right now, in Jesus' name. There's someone with a, with a blood disorder, some kind of blood disorder you've been diagnosed with. Who is that? Who is it? Anybody? Anybody else? Keep your hand up. Father in Jesus name, we decree and declare healing by the power of God. We ask that you come down, you touch their bodies, move in their blood. You said life is in the blood. And we're decreeing declaring today the power of healing in their bodies to restore perfect blood within their body in Jesus name. I pray it right now, right now. Right now. Where's the worship team? Let's go. Where I just feel it man i just now let me let me just i 'm going to close with these thoughts. Are you getting what i 'm talking about yeah. there I have four more points, but i don 't want to take time we' have to do it another time i 'm going to be like Frank and just <laughs> stop <laughs> i 'm stopping I want you to if anyone who has any uh any organ situation, thyroid, heart, kidney, liver, lift your hand right now. You have a, a disorder in your, one of your, or the organs of your body that you want healed in Jesus' name. Lift your hand up right now in Jesus' name. Come on, by faith. You, come on, church, you got to pray with me. Right now, speak, speak life. Father, we're praying right now, every hand lifted up. There's going to be an answer. There's going to be an impartation. There's going to come life to their body, and there's going to come healing in Jesus' name. I prayed for everyone, thyroid or, or, or even pancreas, uh, heart, liver, uh, kidney. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name be healed in, by the power of the Holy Spirit. We pray in agreement. Church, we pray in agreement. Say amen. We pray in agreement. Lord, do it in Jesus' name. We say yes and amen. Yes and amen to this by the power of the Holy Spirit. We ask it to be done now in Jesus' name. Now, last week, I was, uh, to be honest with you, I I was a little overwhelmed because of one thing they said. That this church would be an Antioch church. Do you have any idea what that means outside the church of outside of the church of Jerusalem Antioch was the church in the early church in fact it probably was the greatest missionary sending church of any church and I I believe that if that's true God better help us let me just tell you what I can find my notes here, what an Antioch church is. An Antioch church is a church with supernatural manifestations. Do you believe we, we, we can have that? A church, the Antioch church is, has a passion for the lost. An Antioch church has powerful grace. There's just grace there. There's just grace to move into things that we've never done before. An Antioch church has a united purpose, a united direction. I thank God that I, I feel as, as long as I've been in this church, we have the most united purpose we've ever had right now in this house. We need to have, it, uh, uh, an Antioch church is a faith church. A church with, with, that's full of faith. An Antioch church is an apostolic equipping and sending church, missionary sending an apostolic, uh, antioch church is a prayer and worshiping church i don't know about you but i love to worship an antioch church is a prophetic voice church and an antioch church is a has a is a church with a god-sized vision god-sized vision how many want to have a god-sized vision okay put your if that's you if you want a god-sized vision stand your feet right now we, we we need to pray this in in I can't be the only one praying. We have to come into agreement right now, okay? Thank you, Jesus. We got to come into agreement right now. If you want a big vision,